You don't sound autistic. Well, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. But, but we're talking about... Yeah, but, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. And I'm Rochelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. Uh, we've been off for a couple of weeks, but we're back. Um, Rochelle was, uh, it's, it's very complicated because Declan has started his new, uh, his new school, his new school, it wasn't really a school, but you know, his, he's in an autism center now, um, which makes it sound like he's an inmate, (laughs) but he, uh, so he, 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 he's no longer going to be taking naps. Yeah. And so today was a, a challenge to try and figure out how to record an episode i was like are we ever going to record an episode again and then i had a brilliant idea why don't we just do it in the middle of the night when <laughs> everyone's tired and wants to sleep yes so it's like ten thirty at night right now so i hope you're all happy because <laughs> daddy needs his medicine which is sleepy time fair point and i've been i i wasn't feeling great today so i was kind of like laying in bed so i'm like surprised that i'm as tired as i am because i laid in i laid around for a long time um, but anyway, welcome back. And as usual, we'd like to remind you to subscribe. No one is is subscribing to the podcast. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe not. No one. It's um, more so that no one's done any reviews. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and review us. Make sure you do subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform so you can be notified of the newest episodes when they're released. Spotify. Have you looked at the like how to do it on Spotify? It's a little tricky. You know, they almost hide it. You kind of have to drill down in to find where you can even leave a review on Spotify. And um, I was thinking more like iTunes is easy enough. iTunes is definitely easier, but most of our base actually comes from Spotify. It's true. Well, migrate over to iTunes and leave a a nice review, and then or Audible. Audible's g- easy. Yeah, Audible's easy enough to do, and yeah. it's not like you have to pay to have iTunes. No, and we don't pay to. We don't have a subscription, a paid subscription for the not show. yet. it's coming $45 a month (laughs) worth every penny well it is that's for sure uh and then also don't forget to join the sorry i'm I'm supposed to uh, yes we're kidding people they're autistic they're not stupid i didn't think they are they have senses of humor by the way if i say anything weird tonight it's because i blame my the fact that i'm really tired so and normally um, we'll do this on a saturday night not a sunday night because it's school night tonight right that's the plan so, uh, but yeah, I, I'm always chastised for saying, don't forget. So remember to join the Facebook group. Oh, that's your RSD. It's not Join the group, join the conversation. I'd also like to, me personally, welcome all of our listeners from different countries yes. and all over the United States to, um, and thank you for listening. Absolutely. It's a lot of this is three minutes of acknowledgements. They're important acknowledgements. I mean, I, I absolutely I agree. Hope, I hope everyone's enjoying Pop Minute and News Minute because I got three weeks worth of news <laughs> and pop to go over. Dude, there's Maybe, a lot happening right now. I know, right? Um, I almost feel like I should start there. But, um, but let's talk about one thing that we did. One of the reasons that we missed a week is that we went camping. Yeah, and why did we miss the week before? Oh, he didn't nap. Is that what it was? I thought you weren't feeling well or something. Oh, I wasn't. I don't and he didn't. And he didn't nap. Oh, let's see. What reason did we give in the Facebook group? Because that should be the reason. 
Oh, nope. It just says no new episode this week, I guess. Yeah, I think the, the, that was on me. There was something about... It's know. all Rochelle's fault. That it one was, was ne- my fault. It was not me. I, I don't think I was in, like... The right headspace? Yeah. Which, you know, in the past, I, I think it's actually important to say, because in the past, at least for my personality, I have never been one to recognize my own headspace or my emotional kind of calibration for the day, and... Um, I think that's something that probably a lot of people can relate to. And I was one that was just kind of, okay, let's just get it all done. And let's just push and push and push. And and it's a process when you start actually paying attention to those things for yourself. And then you're like, oh, man, now I have to pay attention. It's like when you try and fix your metabolism and all the time. And all of a sudden you're like hungry and have to eat all the time. And it's similar. So It's not all of the sudden. It's all of the sudden no it's all of a sudden no the dictionary says it could be either one the diction first of all the dictionary is just words it doesn't have sentences in it does it i don't understand the concept of all of a sudden it doesn't because it's a sudden it's this it's the sudden. no it's not the sudden all of call now 1-800 rochelle's wrong (laughs) one it's 1-800 rochelle is wrong okay it's just like what's the other there's some other vernacular that you use that makes absolutely oh this is great this is totally off topic i love how you just remember this what no go ahead i didn't just remember it i always remember it. i think about it all the time i can't help myself <laughs> um oh shit i didn't take my medicine today ah, too late now <laughs> <laughs> from this morning yeah because i didn't oh. feel well oh fair point um is oh that's what it is is that when we go out to eat mexican food rochelle oh. likes to order the chili relleno which doesn't exist because yeah. it's Chili relleno. There's no enye in okay, there. Okay, I'm sorry. I was raised by a man who speaks Argentinian Spanish, and they and they do not call it chili relleno. They they enye no, they the ends. They no. do. I'm sorry. No, they do. Enye o. There is Argentinian Get it? Spanish. Enye o. Yeah. No, I hear you. No. Just like the United States, there's multiple dialects from different places. Spanish is spoken in multiple countries. Someone, please. Validate me here. Yeah. Wong. Wrong. Oh, wong. Why did I say Wong? No, I, sp- <laughs> <Yeah>, wong. <laughs> I meant to say wrong. You are in rare form. No. Yeah. So anyway, and then last week we went camping. That's right. We went camping. Yes. And it was fun. There's, um, it's like a, it's an old, old joke. Um, but back in the day, like you would say it to people and it, it was some, it came up on a TikTok video. Okay. And it's uh you basically just say if you went if you went camping and mm-hmm. woke up in the morning and had a condom hanging out of your butt, would you tell anyone? Oh my gosh, I've never heard this. And then the it, it you say it to another dude. And okay. the dude always says no and you and then you look at them and go, Wanna go camping? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah, I get it. I just It's a dirty sex joke. Yes, it is. So that explains why I've never heard it. <laughs> Those don't seem to find their way to me. No. Unless you're saying them. <laughs> unless I'm saying them. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. My bad. But anyway, um, dirty sex joke aside, uh-huh. we, we went camping and there was no dirty sex. No. Not even clean sex. No. It was no. sexless. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fun. Uh, Rochelle was a party pooper and we made us leave a day early. Okay. To be fair, I had a procedure done on my back. That's right. She got one of her hairs removed. It wasn't that. I, I just grow funny moles. It was another funny mole. It was a hilarious mole. It, it was, was probably 
one of your funniest uh, moles that you've ever had. Yeah, what's funny is they have to go back in again. So, anyways, I'm sitting there with like fresh sti- fresh stitches in a camping environment. And I had said, why not wait a week? And she was like, oh no, because they'll I never be able to remove it again. No, that's not what I said. It's just ridiculous. My doctor's schedule is hard to get into and it would have taken another three weeks and I have limited resources on some of this. And, you know, like, anyways, it wasn't an option for me. So I did the best I could. I knew you were going to puss out. Oh, okay, come on though. We did not know. Let's just go back though. When we originally booked our camping trip yes we did not have any intention of changing his school at it that just time. It, correct we booked the camping trip we were like woohoo and then i convinced you to extend it a day because you were wise and thinking we should end it on saturday and my dumbass didn't even realize that i was like well let's just stay till sunday because at the time we were not making any other changes in life and it was just going to be a regular weekend and we were going to resume our normal life on monday after we booked the camping trip, then we went through all the debacle with his mainstream daycare and their inability to recognize his autism and support him and even validate his needs. And we ended up making a, a shift in his daytime care. And it just so happens that our camping trip fell the week before he started at his new place. And it was a godsend because he spent the last month in his mainstream daycare, very depressed. And and I know that depression is a very big deal, and I know it's something that you are constantly working through. But on top of it, we had a depressed three-nager, and that is almost more difficult in some areas because unlike an adult, he really can't express what he's feeling. So it was, right. it was I mean, I, I proud, I'm very proud of myself. I'm not anymore. I'm going to have to start over. But I was proud of myself for creating a series of transition tricks that I could use to entice him to get out the door, to change his mind, to help him flip his mental motivation when he wanted to stay home into something that he could get excited about when we left. I'm out of those. If it wasn't for Easter and Easter candy, I would not have gotten him to school the last two weeks because he was so depressed and so upset and he took it so personal when his teacher left. And this camping trip became a godsend because we were like, oh, great. Then that's three less days he has to spend in his daycare. And then we'll go on our camping trip. It'll be a great family vacation. We'll reset. We'll decompress. And then we'll start the new schedule and the new life on Monday. But then I'm sitting there on Saturday going, oh, well, shoot. Like we have... I have to start making lunches from scratch now. I don't have his stuff together. Like, we have to unpack the car. See, folks, she's full of excuses. Oh, reality. It was reality. I had a lot of extra work to do all of the sudden. Of a sudden. <laughs> because. You're doing this on purpose now. We did. That is just, I. that's how I speak. It's Chili relleno. It is. However, it's just the way that it fell onto the calendar that is like, wait, I have to have Sunday to unwind, to reset now in a different way and prepare for this, you know, entirely new day-to-day routine that, you know, is obviously going to be a transition for all of us, much less him, but it with this odd drop-off times, these early pickup times, um, potentially no nap, like we were testing a, a big changes. And, and as you know, changes, even if it's just one change, is is a lot to acclimate to, but we were changing his entire world. 
on Monday. So you know what's funny is that before we started recording this episode, Rochelle was like, "I'm gonna eat, and you can do all the talking." She can't help <laughs> herself. It's not. It's Her not food is to gonna eat. be cold. It, I didn't cook it long enough because I was anxious to get us started. So I'm sitting here letting it cook in the in the I'm in the middle I bowl. I haven't eaten all day. All right, well, put that in your pie hole. Let me do some talking. Go I for it. I got nothing to say. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, as far as the camping trips concerned, you know, that was, it, it was, I think more than anything, it was also interesting to see Declan in a new environment. Absolutely. Um, he, you know, he basically, uh, I don't know. How do you, how do you think, do you think he had fun? So we talked about it. Um, you and Declan did? Uh-huh. Okay. I asked him point blank. Did you enjoy going camping? He goes, I like camping. Said, can we go back? He goes, not right now. He goes, but I like fire. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> totally my kid. Great, just like his mom. Um, fire and marshmallows. Mar- but how does he say it? He says he says it really weird. Well, yeah, because he's three. Marsh marshmallows or something. Um, he did like the tent. He enjoyed playing in the tent. Um, he was really good with that bug catcher thing. He goes, Mom, I, ca- I caught bugs. And I was like, I know you did. And he did good. I mean, he, he would catch them midair. So he had fun. I think we were hoping that, you know, a couple of days away from TV or some of the normal settings would downregulate him. But then he just sat there and begged for TV, Mom, TV, let's go home. Or then my favorite is he would sit in the car and just beg to go home. And eventually he... Um, Sat in the driver's seat. I was driving tonight, and, and you know I don't drive well at, in the dark. You don't drive well when it's light out. I dr- <laughs> I drive fine. As long as you're not in the car, your driving is amazing. <laughs> so mean. Like right now, you're driving impeccably. That's right. I am. Everyone is safe. I actually drive fine during the day, but I, I struggle with depth perception at night. Yeah. So Depth right- perception. We're going to talk about Johnny Depp later. Oh, fair point. But my car has always just um automatically put the high beams on okay and then it automatically like pulls them off as soon as it sees a car in oncoming traffic well i didn't know that was a setting because it's done it since the day i bought the car but i'm driving around tonight and i'm like why are my high beams coming on i don't like crap i don't even know what to look for in this car but i'm like oh declan sat in my car and pushed every button there was all right let me start pushing things and i got it fixed but he i mean i'm still trying to get my car recalibrated because he there were times he had more fun in my car than he did camping because he got bored yeah i think he'll like it more as he gets older too i agree he was really obsessed um with watching you in the water and throwing the pine cones in and there were things that he definitely loved about it um and he loved running up and down to the bathroom which i hated because it had a big incline and i was like shoot i need to work out before we go camping next time yeah yeah, it was uh, it was an experience. I'll never forget it. But he did enjoy the fire and the marshmallows, and well, who wouldn't? Falling asleep in front of the fire—that was a cute night. Um, and it was good. I I think my biggest challenge is it was just so cold at night. Yeah. But then it was you know s- mid seventies during the day, so that temperature shift was a little bit tough. But it was um, it was good to get away from. Um, the, what are you, it's not, obviously routines are really important to all of us, but it was actually nice to have a couple of days where you didn't have to have a routine 
you know, we could get up and leisurely make breakfast and we could, you know, kind of take the day, kind of go with the flow, which isn't something we always have the opportunity to do. I don't, I don't ever feel like we have like go with the flow days. Right. Well, especially not me because I'm not a lady. Oh, okay. Um, fair point. So let's see. Too, too soon. Yeah. A lot different way to phrase it. You know, it's just, we kind of just always live on that. Like, ah, gotta, ah, gotta do this next thing. And you know, that was the nice part of, of, of any vacation. Unless you go to Disney and then you're just on the go the whole time. Yeah. I've never been. Oh. I mean, I've been to Disneyland, but not to Disney World. Mm. I'll remember when I got, because we lived very close to Disneyland when I was a kid. And I'm a smartass. And uh, yeah. we were there for my friend's birthday. And like I wasn't like in a bad mood or anything, but it was just like his cousin or something was like, come on, cheer up. And I'm like, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood. And she's like, come on, it's the happiest place on earth. And I go, that's not true. Because <laughs> okay. we're at Disneyland. And, uh, and she goes, what's happier than Disneyland? I go, Disney World. <laughs> you are a smartass. It's also much bigger. Right. Much, mm. much bigger. Oh, that food you have smells so funky. Well, nothing smell. I don't even smell it. Yeah, well, I, I, let me tell you that you're putting that in your mouth right now. Mm. Nothing has smelled right to me since COVID. I can't even smell like Dorito chips, but anymore without being like, "What's that?" Did you know that you can? You're uh, apparently you're able to light those. I've never tried it, and I thought about it. You can light a Dorito on fire and use it as like a fire starter. Oh my god! No, I did not know that. Or maybe it was it a Cheeto, any some kind of snack chip. You're able to light it on fire. Fire. So how did you feel being out of your routine? I mean, you're very kind of driven and structured by your routines, but how did you feel with that? I like camping. I didn't want to go home early, but you made us. I didn't make you. I just made him. Yeah, what I was going to what? Be there by myself? Some people like solitude, like that alone I time. Th- th- that's not why I went. Well, that's true. Okay, so, you know... um, who goes? What am What am I? Uh, Les Stroud or whatever that guy's name is the 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 Survivor man dude. Mm, I don't know. The Canadian guy. I don't know. Oh. I, I'm watching the current. Bear Grylls. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I'm, I don't uh, know. That's a well. Those are two different people. Mm. So, did you feel rejected when I asked to leave early? I don't know if I felt rejected. I felt like I didn't want to. Okay. I felt like it was your way or the highway, literally. Oh. I just expressed what my desires and needs were. And, you know, I Can you do that a little bit less often? I don't feel like I ever get to. Express your needs? That's all you do is express yourself. I express his needs. (laughs) Whatever. I, I always feel like I'm in the middle of your needs and his needs. Honestly, that's what I feel like. Okay. So... You I know. disagree. Oh, well, maybe. I mean, that's the beauty of perspective is that from where I sit, I feel like I'm always trying to figure out how to prioritize your needs and then his needs and that mine come absolutely last because um, you each process things really differently. And um, at the same time, sometimes it can just be, it can just feel really demanding. Like we had a great dinner for Mother's Day last night, but it was also like a workout. It was yeah. like, a, like a mental workout because, he, you know, I wanted to relax and I wanted to just enjoy the the beautiful evening that you were taking us out for. And, and there's Declan like, Mom, just kind of bouncing around. And so then at that moment, I could see how anxious you were feeling. 
and I knew you were going to be sensitive to anyone else around you feeling annoyed by the sound and that was going to make you more sensitive and feel more anxious and so then I'm sitting there going okay now how do I balance him and how do I how do I balance them both out you know like because rejection sensitivity we don't spend enough time talking about it but and I know it's um, part of ADHD but we also you know according to the the latest stats if they're if what I read is still accurate it's 80% of the time autism and ADHD coincide and if at, at the very least autism um, and anxiety and or ADHD and anxiety coincide and so you know that creates a lot of stress in a social situation especially one with a holiday and you know that rejection sensitivity dysphoria is only well known I believe if you have ADHD but it's not really well known to everyone else um and it's a big deal. I, and, and I think somebody asked the question about, in the Facebook group, about how do you handle family members who, uh, what was it? Um, oh, try to make you, wait. How to, f- handle, how to handle family members who constantly try to make you neurotypical and make you feel less than because you are neurodiverse. Oh, yeah, Victoria, good point. Um, rejection sensitivity is one of the most difficult. Well, followed by then she also said, which in turn triggers RSD. Correct. Right. And I think that this applies in far more situations than most people understand. And something as simple as going out to eat, you know, where you know that there's a, a social belief out there that children should be seen and not heard, which whoever created that can just go run into a wall. But it just complicates things in a way that is really difficult to express. So I could see, because I know you so well, I could see that you were getting more and more stressed out by the evening last night. And here I want to relax. And he's bouncing around and leaning on me and all these jumping around. And, and it's like the more stressed you got about the neighboring patrons getting stressed about his sound, the more I watched you just shut down. It was like you almost just kind of anchored into your seat and went kind of stone-faced and stopped eating as much. I mean, I could just see your whole your whole persona just shut down. And I was like, oh, I bet he's experiencing anxiety and rejection sensitivity. And what was interesting about that, it that is... Wasn't, that's not rejection sensitivity. From the guy that was blowing... No, I don't, feel, I don't feel rejected by them. That's not what rejection sensitivity is. Okay, maybe I just misunderstood the night last night then. No, I know that's not, but I felt like we were being rejected because our son was being louder than he wanted. And so I we don't were feel like, like, no, that's not what I think of rejection. Okay, then that's tell me what, what you think about. I think when you're being rejected, you're being rejected. Or when you feel the perception of being rejected, you feel that. I don't know what that, I, th- I think that, yeah, I think you misread the situation. Okay. Rochelle's Possible currently got a, a bowl of mush in her face it's not mush it's ramen Ugh, it looks so gross okay i'm sorry all right so what is so then what tell me more about rejection sensitivity from your standpoint then i'm just gonna read what i've found here okay what is rejection sensitivity dysphoria you can this is from webmd so you know it's good mm. <laughs> right uh but it 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 I, I just read through it so it affects um or it affects it it's it fits the profile of what rejection sensitivity is. So ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, 
uh, makes it hard to focus, pay attention, and sit still. Most people who have ADHD are also very sensitive what other people think or say about them. This is sometimes called rejection sensitivity dysphoria, which is not a medical diagnosis, but a way of describing certain symptoms associated with ADHD. Dysphoria comes from a Greek word that means hard to bear, not unlike the word diarrhea, which is a Greek word that means fast to shit. (laughs) Sorry, I know you're eating. (laughs) Okay. I assume that's not in the article. No, I made that part up. It's a little Blake edition. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well placed. People who have I just came to me. Uh, it's okay. Suddenly, just is all of the sudden. <laughs> Off, I win. Yeah. I win. Keep going. No, you don't. Um, people who have RSD don't handle rejection well. They get very upset if they think someone has shunned or criticized them, even if that's not the case. Up to 99% of teens and adults with ADHD are more sensitive than usual to rejection, and nearly one in three say it's the hardest part of living with ADHD. Okay. Um, I've heard that too. So I'm just going to read through some of this. I'm not going to read everything. It's actually not too long of an article. So what the hell? I'm going to read through the whole thing. Go for it. Uh, How can RSD affect your life? People who have the condition sometimes work hard to make everyone like and admire them. Or they might stop trying to stay out of any situation. So I think more than anything, it's like with something like yesterday, we are talking about going to dinner, it's avoiding feelings of RSD. Because you're you're trying to not, you're trying to nullify those things from happening in the first place. But you said early on that it can be triggered by your perception of what someone thinks about you. And it was that perspective that I thought you might be responding yeah, to I mean, because uh, he clearly was throwing really judgment. I feel like I'm being rejected by someone just because Declan's being noisy. Yeah, but you... I feel like a rejection. I think of more like with comedy stuff, which is like, why would that's one of the hardest things is like someone that wants to be a comedian who puts themselves in that position to be rejected. Okay, but let's dive a little bit deeper into that because I think the concept of rejection can be a very direct, like you say something to me and I reject what you've given me. It can be like very transactional, mm-hmm. but it, th- but you can also be rejected for just being who you are. And see, that's how I interpreted last night is that that guy was in, was rejecting us because... Who's that guy? Because not everyone else was there. He was some patron. Okay, so... From our table, we could see two other tables across from us. And it, he was just this older gentleman with his wife and child enjoying their dinner, but glaring at us from the moment they sat down. Well, their their child's a teenager. So he's past the phase of, you know, having a little one. And I'm sure I, I could even see the guy and I could just feel these glares coming from around the corner. And he was like all the judgments of, how you know it was a decent it was a nice place so you're like why are you bringing a kid here and all you know you that can say where we're going or where we went it's not like oh no i'm fine with it we went to melting pot like it's a favorite of 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 ours we've been there many times to celebrate things but it's kind of a place we go just for celebrations and because it's expensive it is <laughs> celebrating emptying my wallet it is expensive um, but delicious and that's why it's a treat but so i could see the perception that we were being socially rejected right not maybe not individually rejected but socially rejected for bringing a three-year-old into that setting and it's like yeah but so what so so he's being a little bit louder than you would like he was not as loud 
as the bitch in the booth next to him who was snotty and she was judgmental and she was snarky and she scoffed and sighed and pointed and got, you know, every single word that came out of her mouth, I could hear and I was offended and irritated by and that's okay because she's an adult but our son that was the part that was most annoying was you being annoyed by that lady and i felt like you were annoyed by the guy i was more annoyed by you (laughs) oh well fun (laughs) oh shit but 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 because you wouldn't stop talking about the lady and i was like who cares oh she was so annoying and that but the whole reason why it bothered me is because i built because that guy was judging declan for being just even present at the restaurant and whatever his judgments were. And so for me, even though I don't have ADHD or rejection sensitivity dysphoria, I did feel socially rejected by his judgments of the fact that we were even there with him. And it made me uncomfortable, which then triggered my alarms and my fight or flight. And so then she irritated me because then I was in defensive mode. So you can see how the whole thing snowballed, but it's like we were absolutely being rejected for the fact that that he was there with us. And the thing about rejection is it can be subtle. I mean, we we deal with, we dealt with it with the with the mainstream daycare because the owner did not understand what or what signs of autism are with the whole she didn't understand the range of autistic characteristics and how a sensory seeking child could also shut down. And not be someone who like tr- that had transition issues during the day. And so she just kept telling us like, well, your kid's not really that autistic. And she was judging us socially and rejecting him, you know, for the medical conditions that she didn't think he had. Not She's her, his doctor, but she was constantly belittling his needs and underplaying them and underreporting them. And then when we decided, when she got my Dear John email, she was all, oh, make sure you have social interaction with him. That's key. And I'm like, listen, bitch, you missed it for a year. Like, and I like her. So I'm saying that I don't mean that personally because I actually like her, but I am frustrated by the situation, hence my verbiage, because she missed it. And that's right, bitch. She missed it. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. She, but she missed it and rejected him constantly because her idea of what autism looks like is the extremes, which we've talked about before. And it's not always the extreme. And so she kept trying to normalize him and treat him like a neurotypical and then come down on him for behavior that she didn't understand and she wasn't treating correctly in the first place. So we, we are very easily rejected by our family members, by our friends, just simply by the fact that they don't understand who we are and how to help us be our best selves. And instead, they're, they're inadvertently traumatizing us by trying to almost judge us into being more neurotypical like you could even do that. How did you manage to talk more than me and eat a bowl of soup? Dude, I'm good. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I used to think you had a big nose, but now I know it's <laughs> you have a big mouth too. Hey, I'm the oldest of six. If you didn't learn how to talk and eat, you didn't eat. You sound like you sound like Ross. Mm. It's true. Remember that? He's mm-hmm. like, I grew up with Monica. I grew up with Monica. <laughs> if you didn't eat, if you if you didn't I, eat fast, you didn't eat. Yeah, <laughs> I have one brother that was um, the Monica, and he's a sweetheart, but he he could eat, and you couldn't put the you couldn't sit. Between him and the bowl of food, you had he had to be the last person to get the bowl of food at the dinner table, or you didn't eat. Okay. 
So I've learned to eat and talk. Man, I can't wait to see him get fat. <laughs> I'm not fat. No, him. I didn't say you were fat. Why is he going to get fat? Because if he if that's how he eats. He doesn't eat like me. He picks at his food. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, if, it, if the food doesn't come off the stove and directly into the freezer so that it's cold enough because he won't eat hot food. I'm talking about your brother, Ding Dong. Oh, I thought you meant Declan. Oh, no, he's he's thin and trim and hikes all over the mountains. You would, or, man, you are not paying attention. I'm hungry. I'm sorry. All right, drink your soup. Um, so, all right, can so I, I mean, have you ever felt rejected by your family for being yourself? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Expand? Give I me am. some details? No. Oh, shoot. Did we ever put my clothes in the dryer? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Actually, I have Declan help me with that because the clothes, when they come out of the washer, are heavy. Yeah. And it's good for him to do like heavy tasks because it helps him sensory organize. So I handle. Because I need those pants. Oh, yeah. They're, we, I, have, we I, them. I do not have on pants. Oh, that's. Well, you. Oh. I'm wearing shorts. For, okay. Yeah. Sounded like I was naked, but I. Yeah, I'm no, not. you're not. You're not. They're dry. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to expand on that. Coworkers? Sure. Um, people you've dated, like Yep. So what are other ways that you have felt rejected? I'm trying to read this shit. Oh, sorry. And then I you, was trying you to just get really keep talking. What is this? A podcast? I, I'm trying to get you to talk. I was talking and then you started flapping your lips. Oh, wait. Sorry. I like how you're like I'm in, I'm in the middle of talking and then you're like, "Tell me more things that aren't I was the just asking pertinent questions cuz I'm curious. Okay, how can RSD affect your life? And I already started reading this and you interrupted me with all your anecdotes and shit. People who have the condition sometimes work hard to make everyone like and admire them. Or they might stop trying and stay out of any situation where they might get hurt. This social withdrawal can look like social phobia, which is a serious fear of being embarrassed in public. I have a family member that does this. Hey, you had your chance. I'm just validating Shh, the article. Quiet. Pipe down. RSD or Rochelle shut up. Uh, disorder disorder <laughs> Dis- disorder <laughs> i almost I, I i almost had it anyway rsd can affect relationships with family friends or a romantic partner see we're trying to get to this stuff you're always putting the cart before the horse whatever the hell that means uh the belief that you're being rejected can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy when you act differently toward the person you think has rejected you they may begin to do so for real so that's what happened with me and you well, and yeah. So there you go. Yep. What are the signs? People with RSD may be easily embarrassed, get very angry, or have an emotional outburst when they feel like someone has hurt or rejected them, set high standards for themselves they often can't meet, have low self-esteem, feel anxious, especially in social settings, have problems with relationships, stay away from social situations and withdraw from other people, feel like a failure because they haven't lived up to other people's expectations, Sometimes think about hurting themselves. Um, wow. Some of these symptoms are also common in other mental health conditions. Um, RSD can be confused with bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, which was the case for me, Yep. Uh, depression, <clears throat> social phobia. One difference is that RSD episodes are intense but don't last very long. Because RSD can look like other mental health disorders, it's important to get the right diagnosis. If you have ADHD and you've had any of these symptoms, see a psychologist, a counselor, or other mental health provider for help. 
Okay, I have to interject here. Oh boy, here we go. Because one of the things that, and I read a lot of these articles, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners do too, is we're all sort of searching for information. One of the things that a lot of these writers fail to mention, and this one did the I was same. I really trying to get to a point, and then you cut me off. How did I cut you off? You scrolled. I, I was just I was just about to read because I was going to go back and reiterate the the main topic that we were covering was what Victoria had mentioned was how to handle family members. We're just talking about RSD. We're not actually talking about what she said, which is how to handle family members who constantly try to make you feel neurotypical and make you feel less than because you're a neuro, neurodiverse, which in turn triggers RSD. We didn't actually answer her question, which is how do you handle those family members who constantly do that? Tell them to fuck off. <laughs> well, I agree with that, but actually, but that's and that's I'm not going to leave it at that. I'm not. But that's what I'm trying to get back to. Okay. Well, I am too because one of the things these articles fail to mention, they say blanketly like, "Oh, just make sure you get the right diagnosis because it can be confused with these others." And you're like, "Ding dong! How am I supposed to do that?" Like they don't give you a ton of tools to make sure that you're getting the right diagnosis. And I think. The well, who tools else is, who else is reading this article if they don't know what rejection sensitivity dysphoria already is? But if you don't know what it is, and look, when, when our life was imploding, I didn't even know what to Google. What did I, what do I Google? My husband's losing his mind. I don't know. What, help me. Like how, wh I don't know what to Google that says he's fine in the morning and he's falling apart by seven o'clock. Like what do you Google for that? I had no idea RSD was a thing back then. Strip club. Okay, I mean, it's like, why is he okay on Monday through Wednesday, but Thursday through Saturday, it's like a shit show, and, it, and it's not even your fault, it's just life became too much, and, you know, you were breaking down, and you couldn't even articulate what you were struggling with, and that's the point I'm trying to make. So, these articles continue to fail to mention that it is important to try and articulate exactly what you are experiencing. Now, that's easier said than done. Because in order to express what you're experiencing, you need to be able to pause long enough to try and ask yourself, what am I feeling in this moment? Because when I would ask you what you were feeling, do you remember some of the answers you'd give me? I hate when you do this. Okay, because it's a memory question. That's fair. I'm sorry. Not just that, but when you start like... I, I don't know. Therapizing but I, me. I'm not therapizing. I'm actually asking. I'm wondering, do you do you remember anything? No. Okay. Well, uh, that's fair. So what Is I... Is this something I want people to know? No. Do you think they're going through the same thing? I don't know. What When I would ask you what you were experiencing, because I am a therapist and that is a therapeutic question. Uh, you and your therapist. I would ask you what you were experiencing because I was trying to not assume that I knew what you were experiencing. And that is part of my answer to Victoria's question because our family just assumes, oftentimes in my experience, our family just assumes that they know what you're experiencing and why you're experiencing and how you're supposed to get through it yet having no idea what you're actually suffering with. And the, the, the caveat of that is that most of the time, neither do you. you. You could never have told me. It wasn't until we got into, in front of the right person who said, oh, well, she, could put, she actually had the words for it that said, well, Blake, you're struggling to transition to come home. And I was like, oh, my God, those are the words. That's it. That's what the, that's what the whole struggle was, but neither you nor me could have put those words together to describe what was happening at night 
And then from that statement, then we could start to build back on, okay, well, yeah, because you're self-medicating with this and with that, and then you can't sleep and you're all ramped up. And we, you know, from that point, we could identify you're on the wrong medication and we, we could go somewhere, but you don't just pick those words out of a crowd. So how would you even know to Google RSD? a lot of talking from someone that wasn't going to talk that much this episode well no i just said at the beginning <laughs> i'm i'm done with i can go cook more food i'm oh, hungry okay. do you want more more mic time i'm just i'm asking the question how would you know more mic time i was talking and you told me to talk and then you're like i have to interject i did because because these articles don't give you a really great roadmap for how you're supposed to help yourself get the right diagnosis right, because you didn't know what to look for because you because you don't but you're supposed to walk into a doctor yeah, and... Yeah, so you find a therapist. Like a like a real one, not like a massage therapist. They're, I'm afraid that you're going to tell people and someone's going to go, I've been getting massages for years and I still feel like I'm mentally challenged. Okay. There are multiple types of therapists. Right, there's the real ones. The no, oh, you are just <laughs> waiting. Okay. This is Blake's last episode. <laughs> Screw you, it's my, it's my show. It's not... Hey, who who came up with the title and did all the artwork? I okay. Speaking of all that, who wants a who wants a bumper sticker? <laughs> <laughs> I made a bunch of bumper stickers. Nice transition. Yes, and actually, we would love to give them away. Um, we For forty nine ninety five. We just <laughs> we just haven't. We will we will get back on track now that now that we've got Declan resituated. But I, I'm just I forgot my thought. Yeah, if you want a bumper sticker, we're trying to figure out ways to get them to you. Yes. Let us know. Okay, so then assume you do know what RSD is. What causes it? Doctors believe gene changes that are passed down through families cause RSD. Serious trauma, like abuse or neglect, can make the symptoms worse. Mm, Fight or flight. When you have ADHD, your your nervous system overreacts to things from the outside world. Any sense of rejection can set off your stress response and cause an emotional reaction that's much more extreme than usual. Sometimes the criticism or rejection is imagined, but not always. ADHD researchers estimate that by age 12, children with ADHD get 20,000 more negative messages about themselves than other kids their age. All that criticism can take a real toll on their self-esteem. So you're always giving me crap about my self-esteem when by age 12... What is that? 20,000? Mm-hmm. You have a calculator on here somewhere? Yeah, but he moved my bar, so it's on the side. Oh, 20? you found it. Yeah. He likes to push all the buttons. Why isn't your thing working here? Huh? Press the so. numlock. Oh, there it goes. No, it was just frozen. I'm telling you, he pushes all the buttons. No, it. he made it freeze. Oh, that's He just made your computer freeze? I didn't realize he was a computer whiz. Him mashing buttons had nothing to do with why so, uh, your computer just look, broke. The for monitors a are on a slant for me. I didn't see what was happening. Okay. All right. So that means that's uh, 1,600 uh, more negative messages. messages about yourself per year than other kids. Do you know? So multiply that by 38. Yeah. So that's 63,000 more negative messages. If if that if that trend holds which i believe it probably actually is more than that by the time you're an adult because now we've talked about these negative messages before these are this is your mental dialogue this is 
This is like, for example, when you were learning to play the ukulele and you didn't perfectly get it right in the first week and you were like, I'm such an idiot. And you were just, you were, you treated yourself horribly. And I was like, you've only owned it for a week. Oh no, I should, I should have this by now. I should have this. Like, first of all, anytime anybody uses the word. You gave me a dirty glass. There's like dirt in here. What? Yeah. There's like some, there's crap floating around in my water. I didn't drink that entire glass of dirt. (laughs) It's it's not a dirty glass. It's probably just from the little filter. Oh, great. Um, Sorry, you were saying? And saying. And saying. (laughs) It's late. I told you, Rochelle. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what I was saying. Oh, it's because your, your mental dialogue. Because one of the other things which we haven't talked about tonight is the perfectionist aspect of ADHD. And... This belief that everything you do has to be perfect. Well, they coincide, actually, because it, there's a there's a belief and a belief doesn't have to be true. A belief is just something that you that you feel might be true. Right. If there's a belief that if you did X, Y, Z perfect, nobody could reject you. So this idea of perfectionism is actually a rejection avoidance tactic. But the two coincide very um, very often. And as a result, you're freaking exhausted trying to keep up this perfect rejection avoidance, you know, daily routine and social interactions with people who don't, you don't feel accept you for who you are. And, and it said here that some of the times the trauma and the triggers are imagined. Yeah, but it said not always though. No, oftentimes they're true, but you could also just imagine someone's going to be mad at you. And remember, we've talked about how the brain, but it's it's not it's and not it doesn't know the difference. But it's not in response to nothing. No, it's not in response to nothing. But it could be a trigger from like a past event where someone did attack you, and those attacks imprinted on your nervous system because your amygdala, remember, is in charge of what you think is a threat. And before you know it, your amygdala is like, "That was a threat twelve years ago. It's a threat now." And your your body doesn't know the difference between something that happened right now and something that happened twelve years ago. If you think it, the neurotransmitters in your brain are going to activate the body and the body is going to produce the same hormonal signature of that trauma from 12 years ago. And then you're going to feel it. Although it's visceral. You can feel what that feels like. And then before you know it, the brain is like, oh, I detect a hormone change. Oh, you must be feeling what I was thinking. And then you're on a loop and it's a negative loop. And so then it just repeats exponentially. I'm never going to get through this article, am I? (laughs) <laughs> I got a, I got pop minute and news minute to get to. This is gonna be the, the. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm, t- I'm, 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 I'm falling. Out? Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get through this shit. All right. I thought they were good points. Get those cool. lips a rest. Mm. All right. How is RSD treated? Two types of medicine work well with to ease these symptoms. Guanfacine, which I uh, take, and oh, I thought you'd have some long-winded. Mm-hmm. Exp- I, I, I have questions, but I'm okay. refraining. And clonidine are drugs that lower b- blood pressure, but they also help with RSD symptoms. Mono, oh boy, here we go. Monoamine oxidase inhibitors, like, <laughs> you sons of bitches. Why couldn't they just call it like, why do they have to have all these long ass names? Tranalcipromine? Parnate? Anyway, this drug, trans. No, not trans. Tranny. Nope. Don't say that. 
Okay, it's T R A N Y L C Y P R O M I N E. Trainal, trainal, trainal. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Treat the attention, yeah. impulsive behaviors, and emotional symptoms of ADHD. Whew. Treat the inattention, impulsive behaviors, and the emotional symptoms of ADHD. Therapy can also mm-hmm. help with other symptoms of ADHD, but it doesn't do much for RSD. Right. This is because RSD episodes happen suddenly and without warning, uh, but a therapist can help you learn how to handle, uh, get a handle on your emotions and deal with rejection in a more positive way. Right. Another way to deal with RSD is to never leave your house. No. Mm-hmm. Um, is to manage the stress in your life. You're more likely to have an emotional breakdown when you're stressed out. So eat right, sleep well, and do things like yoga or meditation to keep your That's mind it. calm. Which is funny to me because I've tried to do like like meditation. I've tried yoga. I just those aren't they're just they don't work for me. The, no. the one thing that works for me is exercising, and I haven't been doing that. But the, but see, this is a really um, it's what, a good article. Except for that last line. It's, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's a, they just threw that jargon in there like a buzzword because that's bullshit. If you have ADHD, you have more physical energy in your actual, like in your nervous system. Uh-huh. And yoga and meditation will only be effective after an intense workout, after you've gotten all of that extra energy out, like physical electricity out of your body. Then can you start? Because you've got a brain that is completely wired to, your uh, reticular alarm system and your reticular alarm system is the thing that is constantly on alert that's why loud noises or you know that um, perception that someone is gonna attack you for something is always on alert and incidentally the reticular alarm system is neurologically hardwired to the trigeminal nerve which is the nerve that runs the mouth so when the there is yeah, a, yours is working. Mine works just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I believe one of my parents has ADHD, so it's in my it's in my cells even if I don't have it. Okay. But there's that's why there's a connection between the need to yell like fire and the ability to to almost automatically speak. And that's another reason why ADHD and um, you know, the hyperactive talking are so linked is because there's a neurological connection between the reticular alarm system and the ability to continue and talk. So I still don't feel like we really answered her question. How do you treat, let me, let me pull back up family members. I I deal with this actually. I I deal with it with both of your family members and mine. Okay. Constantly. Well, you're the one talking saying might as well just feel neurotypical. First of all, I don't, believe that most of our family members even are neurotypical because even this article but that's not the question no nah, but ah, but listen how to handle family members who constantly try to make you feel neurotypical or make you feel less than because you're neurodiverse they're making a judgment about you because they don't i don't believe they understand what the actual traits are that you're experiencing and don't recognize that they have some i'm just guessing most people families just answer the question rochelle i am most families didn't just come up with these these traits in one generation so there has to be imprints of these of, of these different aspects in our family members even if they're not as dramatic as what you're experiencing there's probably imprints in your relatives and one of the ways i have addressed this is by letting my family members know the traits that they have 
that are similar to autism or ADHD or anxiety or depression and been like, really, do you not do you experience this, this and this? And they go, well, yes, I do. And I'm like, okay, so it's okay for you to experience that, but not me. You're not neurodiverse, Rochelle. No, no, I'm not. I'm talking at that point about you or Declan or some of my other family members that I believe are in the process of getting diagnosed. So I handle this in multiple ways, but one way is to be able to identify some of the patterns that I see generationally in my family and flip the script and be like, well, you do this and you do that. So why are you judging me for it? That's what you should say, Victoria. That if you, if if your family member has a good forty-five minutes to an hour, <laughs> say exactly what Rochelle just no, said. No, I. That's one strategy. But another thing is always uh, to go back to just say, look, regardless of the traits that I have that you don't particularly love about me, family member who's judging me, I also don't love this about you, and and I still accept you. So sometimes it's breaking down those aspects. So start a fight. No. Start it's, a fist fight. No, that's not what I said. I said breaking down the discomfort and whatever the irritations maybe, are. Maybe you're a fat ass and I don't like the fact that you're a big cheeseburger so, but, eating but, fat but ass. But why can't you be honest about your feelings? That's how I started this episode is talking about how Please don't say that. I was kidding. Right. Although you have said that in the past. What? Cheeseburger eating fat ass? To my family, yeah. What? Yeah. Who did I say that to? <laughs> I, well, they might listen one day. I'll keep your secret. Okay. But but the point, the more you can identify about what you're experiencing. I really experiencing, don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And the more you can share the details of what you're experiencing, the easier it is for someone to relate to you, even if they don't fully understand that they're trying to judge you against neurotypical social standards, which I absolutely believe that they do often. Um, even family members that we have that are neurodiverse still try and judge, you know, you and Declan about being more like them because they don't recognize their own loops. They don't recognize what they're experiencing. And if everyone's pointing fingers at everyone else, they're not looking at themselves. And as long as no one's looking at themselves, and I don't mean our group, I think our group does, but I think our family members don't look at themselves. And so then we just become the target of their judgments. And that's where I've learned to go back to my family and, and say, ah, I would encourage you to look at yourself before you start judging me because honestly, I see a lot of similarities between you and me. I've had to say that to some family members. Okay. Let's leave it there because you're just going to keep going and I have to stop you. Someone has to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You won't, you can't be stopped. (laughs) My ass is falling asleep and so am I, (laughs) which means it's time for news minute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do a good job. I'm sorry. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Looking for a new job? Well, if you're a Texas state resident, I was very disappointed to hear this. If you're a Texas state resident, you may be in luck. Favor Delivery is offering $10,000 for a two-month taco eating experience. That's right. You get paid $10,000 to become the company's chief taco officer. You'll travel the state eating tacos and documenting your experience on social media. My first thought when I heard of this opportunity was, hell yeah. I'm going to sign up, but you must be over 21, which obviously I am, and live in the state of Texas, which uh, thank God I don't. But unfortunately for me, because of the situation, 
would be awesome. So bummer for me, but if you if we have any Texas listeners who love tacos, I thought that this might be right up your alley. So you can go to favordelivery.com forward slash CTO for more details. Favor like F-A-V-O-R? F-A-V-O-R. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. They have in and out there. They have what? They have in and out there. Where? In Texas. We're not going to Texas. I didn't say that. I just Who cares? made a comment. I don't want to go to Texas. No te- no one go to Texas. Unless you're already there, in which case we love you and thank you for listening. <laughs> Rochelle almost spit out her drink. <laughs> so we're way behind. Are you okay over there? I almost just sprayed that on my nose. I know oh, better man. than to drink around you. Um, we told, um, we're totally behind. Are you going to make it? I'm working. What on did it. I say that made you laugh so hard? I don't. <laughs> oh, you did the. In case you're already there, and we love you. Oh. Uh, Earth Day, which was Friday the 22nd of April, so we're like <laughs> way behind. Oops. Yeah, I was trying to go over. I guess that doesn't really it's matter. Cool. But no, we can condense it. Um, condense it. No, I have it all written out. I know. That's what I'm saying. Go. Uh. Yeah, so re- it's a, I mean every day should be Earth Day. So reduce, reuse, recycle. Recommend. Uh, oh, there were recommended products I was looking up. Um, they have. Uh, they're saying that you should buy a bidet. <laughs> okay. To squirt your bee hole. Oh, from a paper standpoint. Um. Yeah, to save paper. Okay. And then also they have these containers specifically for composting now. Like so, your food. Well, yeah. Or other compostable materials. Yeah, I know. I've been looking into them for a couple of years. I just, I haven't... Um, well, listen, maybe before you start answering my question, I'll read the thing and then you can chime in. How about that? Fair point. <laughs> According to the Google, composting is a method for treating solid waste in which organic material is broken down by microorganisms in the presence of oxygen to a point where it can be safely stored, handled, and applied to the environment. Composting is an essential part of reducing household wastes. Mm-hmm. Another thing you can do is buy reusable water bottles and reusable grocery bags. Mm-hmm. All the crap that we all know we should be doing in art. Uh, speaking of Earth Day, climate change is real, people. You want some proof? Take a look at Lake Mead. Lake mm-hmm. Mead made the news this week or last week or the week before, depending on when this was <laughs> actually written. Not only because of the significantly low water levels, but because of what those levels revealed. A body was found in a barrel near the current short line. No way. Which would have been hundreds of yards off the shore during the 1980s when this body is thought to have been laid to rest, so to speak. Lake Mead, of course, is near Las Vegas, so my first thought was Jimmy Hoffa, who went missing in 1975. Investigators now believe there will be more bodies found in Lake Mead as the water recedes even further. Hmm. Pretty spooky stuff, huh? Very. That's not where I thought you were going with that. Nope. Um... Nice segue, though, huh? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, time for Pop Minute. Uh, Dave Chappelle was attacked at a Netflix event. I heard this. By a 23-year-old male with a quote-unquote knife blade. They kept calling it a knife blade. I didn't even know what that was. Uh, this is only weeks after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face at the Oscars. Chappelle is fine, and he went on with the show. Um, apparently, the guy will be charged with misdemeanors, not felonies, which I guess it's because of... The way that things were pieced together, it's like it's not considered, like the L.A. prosecutors aren't going to go after him as if they were a felony. And why did he attack? 
they don't right now the motive is unknown hmm. uh what's funny though is that i saw like a clip of it and chris rock was there and jamie fox was there too okay and chris rock chris rock got up on stage and said was that will smith <laughs> good for him um i don't have much written about this and i don't necessarily want to go into great detail but it's everywhere so it's kind of hard not to talk about the johnny depp amber mm-hmm. heard trial mm-hmm. y- have you been reading about I this have, or watching the videos uh, yeah and now google's pushing everything to me because i've watched it's a few crazy videos. to me because normally like everybody would be on amber heard's side I am so but not on her so side. many people are like uh save johnny depp mm-hmm. but i mean like did you see her testimony because people are saying that she like fabricated it and like that it was like literally like s- lines from movies that she was quoting. Yeah, yep, that's what I, I. You could see honestly because. So she's just is she really? I mean, because it's 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 because if she's the quote unquote victim, like you don't want a victim blame, but then like if but it's, some people okay, are well, fucking crazy. So this is a struggle because there are situations in households where the abuse is one sided. There there are. And, and there's a clear abuser and a, and a clear uh, victim. But there are other situations where both people, like one person could be the primary instigator, but then the other person can only take so much and they start like fighting back. And then at that point, that, that, that uh, primal instinct to protect yourself and, and, and you're getting mad because you're feeling helpless and you don't know what else to do and you're just like, ah, then that person takes your response as as abuse in return and then you start getting blamed and so then you're like it's kind of it's not reciprocal yeah it's not mutual but there's only so much a person can take and i and i didn't know how to think about most of this but i i've listened to his testimony and i've listened to hers and um i've experienced you know different things that were abusive in my past and so i i have a perspective where i don't honestly believe her i i don't believe her and i in my gut it feels to me like she is exaggerating the abuse my personal opinions based on my experiences um and i just the thing that i hope comes away from this is i i hope that johnny gets validated and i hope that her mental health since this is a mental health awareness podcast is addressed with some some um what's the word like seriousness because i do think that she needs some help i i don't think she's fully aware of her own patterns and um i know that when and i have a friend actually who has the diagnosis that um johnny's psychiatrist says that amber has and how hot was that psychiatrist by the way oh i i I did not mind her testimony i didn't mind that 35 minute video but i could see i thought it was smart that johnny of course got to go first and that his psychiatrist got to go first because she outlined a lot of the characteristics of um histrionic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder and you could see a lot of those characteristics during Amber's testimony and it you know it's difficult because obviously you don't want a situation where anybody is getting hurt or there's screaming or people are you know feeling traumatized and abused in in their own homes we never want that for anybody but um, it does happen when there's undiagnosed mental and emotional health or or trauma and so I just my hope is that anyone in that relationship that needs help is getting it yeah and that's all i have to say about that right 
And then um, two two more things. Dracula turns 125 on May 26th. Dracula I kept, has a birthday? The book, ding dong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the book i, I don't let me finish the <laughs> fucking thing i'm reading dracula turns 125 on may you always <laughs> put the cart before the horse on may 26th and in honor of the anniversary whitby abbey is looking to beat the world record for the largest gathering of people dressed as vampires hmm. the record is currently held by ed coleman who organized 1039 vampires in virginia back in 2011 this is all according to Guinness. Well, that's where the trial's being held. What? In Virginia. Oh, well, look at that. Me, look at me tying everything in together. <laughs> if you'd like to participate, you must come dressed in black pants or a black dress along with black shoes, a waistcoat, a shirt, and a black cape or collared overcoat. If you hope to gain free entry into the event to help break the record. Obviously, you'll need your fangs as well. The event will be held in both in both Yorkshire United Kingdom in the ruins of Whitby Abbey, which was built in the 600s. Dracula, of course, a book, was written by Bram <laughs> Stoker. Excerpts of the novel oh, will right. be performed by a theater group at the event, along with local live music, food, and beverages. Okay. <laughs> Way to bury the lead. Vampire. <laughs> or Dracula's got a birthday. What a Oh, that's funny. And finally, Love on the Spectrum will be returning. And this time, uh, I don't know if this is considered a continuation of the series or if it's a new series, but it's going to be based in the United States. Okay, cool. So the new trailer just dropped. I checked it out earlier. But that means Michael won't be in it? Uh, he's not in the United States. No, that's sad. I, I, I enjoyed. They might. Well, they might do another season with, with those Maybe. same people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're just they're doing one here in the U.S. Okay. And it was kind of interesting because it's like, uh, in the trailer, you know, in the first two seasons, I think it's only been two seasons so far. Um, they're all younger people mm -hmm. that are on the spectrum, and this one, they're like a bit more variety as far as like, uh, I don't want to say race because that's not the word I'm looking for, but just, just more, more diversity. Yeah, yeah, that's and good. but age and yeah, whatever age and, and race. Yeah, culturally. Yeah. yeah, good. So I was kind of I was like, oh, because like there was one of the people that was on there. I was like, oh shit! I was like, this dude's like fifty. Yeah, I mean, I, like the they, they all seem to be about the same age in the in the previous. You know, they're all in their, like in their twenties. Yeah, which definitely doesn't represent the truth in terms of. Well, I think it's good because it shows. Yeah, it shows like you know because that's I think when people think of like aut autism, they think of like little kids. That's just because <laughs> those little kids grow up to be. But they were really handsome. Thirty-eight-year-old men. Yes, they do. They do. Um, most of most of you, unfortunately, were missed as children. It's just that now it's you know in less than I can't remember if it's, we're up to like in fifteen years it's going to be one in every two children. It won't be one in every two adults. Obviously, that's how it continues to. Well, will be eventually. It will be eventually, but that just the f I'm glad that they're widening the range of the cast because they have been missing most of. I would even argue they've been missing the signs of anxiety and depression for years, decades, hundreds years. of years, maybe. And, you know, obviously we know they've been missing um, ADHD and ADD and attentive uh, in women. We know they've been missing autism in women. We know that most of the things that are done in the medical community are geared towards men. And so women have this... Um, 
this uphill climb because it's going to take longer for you hear him i hear him okay. i know making me not he's coming oh hi honey oh i knew he was going to be what? a little bit disoriented because oh, he fell asleep at my place oh come here okay I'm here. um i'm here I'm so here. before we go i uh I'm here. One of our listeners joined the Facebook group. Yeah. And sent a special message to me. She was kind of like being all flirty. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What do you mean that's awesome? You saw it. Oh, right, right, right. I saw it. I'm distracted because. All right. Well. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I think it's cool. I think it's very cool. I'll have to talk more about it next time. Because mm-hmm. um, we're running out of time right now. I know, I'm trying not to let him fully wake up. Yeah. All right, well, then let's uh, call it a day. Um, we will be back again talking about things, all things related to neurodiversity. Yep. Um, my name's Blake. My name's Rochelle. And we'll be back. Mm-hmm.